If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yours, mine, ours. I could do this for hours. Problem, Ben? <laughs> Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. It is indeed a show about black science fiction and fantasy and helping us and ours stay on the same page as a family. Today for episode 120, we will be discussing the second part. So the se- <laughs> we broke it up into parts. The second four short stories of Africa Risen. This is a part of an ongoing series covering stories from the anthology. And as always, listen, listen, baby. If you like the Amber Ben show, heavy on the Amber, you will enjoy this podcast. So you do not have to read these stories to enjoy it with us. But that's just a little sweet spot for all you readers out there. Before we get into that. Let's take a moment of silence. I'm kidding. Let's take a moment to shout out the patrons, okay? A special shout out to Jazzy, Christina Beavers, Lexi Brown, Michelle Clark, Millie, Lindsay Marotti, Danielle Bay, or B, Kiana Miller, Carla Simmons, Teronica, and Monique. I am so grateful to Thank all you. of you patrons out there. Ben is very grateful as well. If you want to become a patron, what can you do, Ben? Uh, you can sign up on Patreon.com, the Wallen family. That's yeah. right. We and got some funny videos on there. We have some original music that I've been posting occasionally just to get feedback from people before I give it into the world. And yeah, we do lots of things that might not be appropriate on TikTok. Mm. My Lord. But if you want to be a patron, the link to the Patreon is in the episode show notes. The Patreon, a.k.a. The Country Club. And you can give $1, $2, maybe even $5 a month to support our family. And we greatly appreciate that. Instead Speaking. of us saying show nut- notes, I heard show nuts. Show nuts. Show notes. <laughs> maybe a bitch is tired. It's been a long day. In the episode notes, if you scroll to the bottom of the episode, all of the links are there. Oh. Uh, or... We will also include a picture of Ben showing his nuts. I think we should do both. Yeah, I really like peanut butter, so we can have me some. There's peanut butter down there in your pants? Like pecans or something. I could be showing the pecans or something. I I haven't reached that level. Um, Also, you know, when you said, like, take a moment of silence, you know, like when a kid, like, this is so terrible, like maybe died tragically in a car accident (sighs) in high school or. Or that you have a moment of silence. Like I always wanted to laugh as a kid. I was like, laugh <laughs> at someone's death. No, just like the the idea where we live in a society where everything's go go go, and just because someone died, we have to be silent for a little bit. Like I never you knew th- what to feel- to be thought. I didn't I didn't know what to think, especially if I didn't know the person who died tragically. Like, are, is that the time we meditate on death and our inevitable demise? Like I I just and I always want to laugh when I, when anybody told me to be quiet. I just always wanted to crack up laughing like mrs mccready would get so mad at me because from fourth grade teacher i was i would have gotten mad at yeah you too. i just want to laugh all the time Your so parent. it's like can we have a moment of silence and i was like for the death of a student and you're over there like that's just horrible because everyone's so quiet it's called a moment of silence maybe you, you just made a mo- you just ma- okay Maybe you talk too much is what you learned in that moment. Maybe. That you couldn't just for a, a slight second pause for the cause of death. It just it made me uncomfortable. It was a way to relieve stress. You know uh, who is not silent? Who? Uh, you. You I and you hanging out with your girls in D.C. How was that? Amber went to D.C. 
and hung out with her sorority sisters. I did. And it I was held amazing. Down the fort. So this past weekend, I was in D.C. for a girls' trip, and while there, I also met some members of the Patreon. Shout out to you, Elizabeth. And I got to do a private tour there, and it was a really great time. So I just got to connect with people who have been supporting us in the country club and also get, like, some private tea about things in D.C. I saw George Santos while I was at the, the Capitol. Yeah. Isn't that insane? You would think that some minor Republican senator would just go unknown. But, no, he is a, you know, a, con- he's a congressman. So I don't think he's – he's not even a senator. He's uh, – yeah, he's just a congressman in the house. So minor, minor person, not super important. And yeah, I mean, his name is plastered the- everywhere. Yeah, he's been <laughs> like, all over I the news. I can't name any other. I can't even name the senators nor the congressmen in like California. But I can tell you who George Santos is. I know. Is it that, that's you know because he lied, and actually that's going to help him out probably. Good, right. There's it's it's no bad press. I I think he's really just enjoying his time in the limelight right now because even when I saw him at the Capitol he was just happy as a clam acting like everything was fine like he wasn't really trying to keep a low profile he he was giving like two friends of his a little private tour he's like and this is where I sit and they sit over there I was just like Oof. not you being loud and anyway. proud so, talking about clams though Wait, c- were we talking about clams? you said he, he was happy as a clam oh okay <laughs> so talking about clams <laughs> I was like, were we talking yeah, we were talking about clams. So I went to an improv show. I had a babysitter come, and I went to go see an improv show. And the person who was hosting it is this woman, Nina Parker, who is a host that Amber actually knows. Oh, I love Nina Parker. But I she, mean, I we've DM'd, and we're going to get lunch soon, yeah, but yeah. I don't. I didn't, she, I didn't know guy. that. But she's very funny. So she shared a story about how she would go searching for clams. And I didn't know, but clams have this penis that actually burrows into the ground. Mm-hmm. And this it allows him quite to a pivot. Was this what I was just talking about? Yeah, we're talking about cl- he was happy as a clam. Clam dicks. So clam dicks. I didn't okay. know clams had dicks. And then that made me think of the Lotto song, Big Energy. Big what? Big Energy. Oh, are you trying not to say dick? Do we no, no, the name of the song is, I think, Big Energy. I think it's called Big Dick Energy. No, and the B-B-B. song is just Big Energy. So I don't think you can name a song Big Dick Energy. Okay. But she does say big dick energy inside the song. And that got me thinking about, because clams have a lot of energy to burrow down. Wh- so it got me thinking about big dick energy and what is the essence of big dick energy, you know? So that happened w- while you were away. I was thinking about big dick energy and the value of it and what in, big in dick energy is not. Speci- and I clam mean, penises how, as well. what, what part of this story would you like me to respond to? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, what do you? What is big dick energy for you? Um, what is big dick energy for me? It's when it's when you walk into a room, you're confident. You don't care who's in there. You walk in, you know who you are, and you own that shit. It's you and your element, and you kind of just take up space. Every element which, is your element, right? And so clams do take up space. Clams have definitely a big dick. I big did show energy. Amber a video of a clam burrowing with her penis and shooting out the other end the sand they're trying to get through sort of like a, a worm. Yes, today I was tirelessly editing our our documentary about the pregnancy and all of that and Ben was like, "Hey, I have to show you the super important thing." And it was just a clam's penis. And then and then it takes me a second to just look in the mirror and say, "How did I get here?" You know what I mean? How did I get to the point where I was being interrupted from my editing to see a clams ejaculating? That those are those are things that they don't tell you about in marriage, and I wanted to tell you about them right here on the show. Anyway, did your uh, stockings stay um, uh, together? I know you've been having problems with ripped stockings of late. Okay, you know what? I'm going to answer that question. But why don't you tell me and everyone listening how you got from big dick clams to the holes in my stockings? Because I got a big dick that helps with the holes in your stockings. The, it it helps by it helps stitching like the I holes back together, or <laughs> I, I, I don't. I'm, know, I'm, I'm just confused. <laughs> it's <I> late. <laughs> it's so late because you're not even making sense, beloved. So why don't you tell me how your dick <laughs> helps the holes in my stockings, please? I mean. I make them. I make the holes. In your I worry about you. I, I'm starting to worry. 
I need to call your mother and ask her if there are some things that she should have told me because I'm I'm a little worried. We've we we're we're ten minutes in and we've already talked about clam dicks and my pantyhose. They go together <laughs> like two peas in a pod or two um <laughs> pearls in a clam. You're also making extreme eye contact with this camera over here as well. Yeah. Are you are you all right? Yeah, I'm great. Okay, I love it. Would you like to read speaking of big dick energy, all of you listeners out there have huge uh you love our dicks, and our dicks love you. And so you write an incredible podcast reviews, <laughs> and we read them. Ben, would you like to read this one, or would you like me to? Yeah, I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, this is from uh, Jay Ramirez, 31. He said, y'all saved me. Amber, you have no idea how you managed to touch my life. As a POC healthcare worker and a PWI, there have been some really rough days, and you've been here, to, you've been there to hap- to make me happy. I can't thank you enough for what you and your family have done. There needs to be more people like you and Ben in the world. I genuinely wish you had the you the best, and I'm glad I found you on social media, and now your amazing podcast. Thank you so much, Jr. We love that, Jr. Really Thank you. How amazing! Did you know what a PWI is? Yeah, it's like a uh, like pr- uh, primary white institution. Predominantly, predominantly. Yes, predominantly. So this person is a person of color. At a predominantly white institution, and so I'm so grateful that people are finding kinship with us and learning that they are not alone. Yeah. Yeah. When you met me, didn't you feel like I'm not alone anymore? Dude, you... It's a me thing. So Amber... I have that effect. Amber just did uh, an (laughs) interview with Nelsia, who's this up-and-coming R&B artist. Yeah. And and they just had this beautiful conversation. Uh, She's a younger artist, really talented. Yes, she is. But Amber just has this way of making people feel super comfortable, and so they were just talking about like really funny things about like you know sneaking boys in your grandma's house to have sex i know she was spilling the tea i was like but but you sort of have that you you have that (laughs) way about you like you have a way of making people feel super comfortable and making people feel like they're your best friend while also not really divulging any personal because you do have a lot of um fences built up and barriers so yeah you get to see the real me which is you know, <laughs> Amber, I, I Amber. got into two arguments with you today where I was like, I'm sorry, I overreacted. What I just yeah, you, oh, you said that twice. On. You're like, I've overreacted. I'm like, that's the second time you <laughs> said that. Because, you know, I'm all about owning my mistakes. Ben. And I just I do think I need to do a better job of listening to you. Yeah. But you also really into quoting that Tiffany Pollard quote, like, I don't make mistakes. <laughs> I don't apologize because, you know, I don't I don't make, make mistakes. mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, I. But you do. Sometimes I. Here's the thing. I I really want to be learn to be a better listener. I think if I learn to be a better listener. Tons of things would improve, like as a host, learning to be a better mm. listener is great as an improviser, learning to listen to your scene partner is great. So as a wife, learning to listen to you. So I'm really trying to harness the power of listening but i'm also a victim of social media is like scroll scroll we don't like something scroll we don't like something scroll we don't like something so i feel like almost my scroll, brain you can't scroll people what i be trying to do is scroll a motherfucker to scroll with my words <laughs> trying to scroll her husband yeah yeah so and when best you be friend. talking and because sometimes you know i love you but it does take you a minute to get to the point sometimes but like the, the point is got eventually yes so Maybe a little bit of there's a little bit of you need to learn how to be more succinct, and then I need to learn how to listen a little bit more. Absolutely. Talking about being a host, uh, what do you got coming up on Tuesdays? Why don't you share the good people? Oh yes, y'all. I'm a busy little bee. So Monday nights, I've been doing. I've started group thread. Amazon's doing a women in music series, so I'm gonna host that on Monday nights at 6 p.m. PT, and then Tuesday nights I'll be hosting AMP. Okay, that's A M P. It's on Amazon as well. Amazon's that Amazon has me wrapped around their little finger, and and also with packages as well. But yes, I host Bad Advice with Amber Tuesday nights at 5 p.m. PT. We be talking that talk this week. Our show is called Give Me a Break. If you're listening to this. On Tuesday, it's going to be later today. This week's show is Give Me a Break. Ben, do you remember Give Me a Break? Give me a break. Give me a break of that Kit Kat bar. Break me off. Yes. You know what's funny? I find myself maybe thinking about singing that song to a room full of people, and it that w- that jingle will divide the millennials versus the Gen Z. 
right? A little bit. Uh, yeah, I think, think any, and jingles are a great way of like determining age. For yeah, sure, because sure. that's a throwback. Yeah, jingles like of the seventies, like there are jingles of the seventies and sixties that my mom and dad know that I I don't know, and yes. they'll just sing them like that. Well, this week's show is all about. It's called "Give Me a Break," and it's all about like. I just had a really great break from a weekend, and I was in Arizona the week before that. I've had some really big breaks, so what do you think in your life that you might need a, a break from? Oh, dang. That's great. What do, what do I need a break from? Yeah. You I mean, get really I, I need a break from, like, anybody I live with, like, at least for some part anybody. of the day. Just so a person. And, so like, if I live with someone, like I need a break from them. Like, I've needed a break from roommates. I needed a break from dorm mates. I've needed a break from my parents. And then I also need a break from you occasionally. Like, when you live with people, you need to take breaks from them. It's nothing personal. Or at least for me, it's not personal. Your situation might be different. It could be personal. Yeah. I sometimes feel like I need a social media break, but I can't now because it's like a job thing, too. Yeah. Eventually, you might be able to do that. Like, go on hiatus or something. Don't even yeah. don't don't say that you're going on hiatus. I so. won't. I, no, no, I won't. Because the thing. the famous last words of the influencer that's like, I'm taking a digital diet, friends. Like I'm going off the grid, and then they're back like 48 hours later, being like, ah, I know y'all missed me. It's like, no, we did not think <laughs> about like, you. What? We could scroll through a million other things. We didn't miss anything. I know, but I, every now and then, I think sometimes I'm like, I need to pick a date where I just like don't post for like a week. Anyway. You you can start small. Don't post for a day. <laughs> a week is too much for us. I'm saying like you don't have to, a lot of people are like I'm not gonna drink for like thirty days and they last an hour. Not saying anything personal, but my thing is like just do a day. Do anything a day. Anybody can do anything a day. Yeah, but I just had four days off and I feel so replenished and so good. So you don't. You're fine. Yeah, so then don't worry about it. I'm but fine. You're fine. But you need a break from me, and I just came back in town, so what should I do? No, no, I'm saying I need a break, like a, like an an hour where, or two hours or three hours or four hours where I don't talk to you, I don't talk mm -hmm. to Wild. So Wild goes to sleep around 6.30, and then I can just like relax for two hours and read and think about my own day, be in my own head. That's what I mean by Yeah, but break. isn't that the time that you told me you're going to clean the house? You're like once she goes to bed, I got this whole, I got this whole yeah, place. It's been dirty all day. I got this whole place. Wait, no, I started cleaning. Yeah, got it. <laughs> so that's a that's a break. I put my headphones in. I don't have to, you know, talk to you. Uh, when you do like audiobooks and stuff. Yeah, I love audiobooks now. Oh, now. Yeah, now. What I do what it. changed your mind? Because you hated audiobooks. Well, because I get because when I when you were these past two uh, weeks when you're away, I h could only read by listening so I, I had to constantly watch the baby like no one else was here to help me yeah so if you listen to things you could watch her and do other things so i would just put the audiobook in my head and go around cleaning the house feeding her you know putting her on a walk like i walked i did mm -hmm. a bunch of walks while just listening to an audiobook i love that i love it too well since you did that that was a perfect segue into africa risen so you want to get into I guess would be the fifth story, the fifth short story. So we read Mama Waterworks through The Soul Would Have No Rainbow. So let's get into Mama Waterworks. Yeah, I, th this made me think a lot about that Hacks uh, episode, okay. uh, HBO Hacks. So basically, it's about this rich, wealthy comedian who constantly like hacks uses or the hacks story. I, hacks. I know, but I'm yeah, I, I didn't know that you were going to explain a side story before what the main story was about. So I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, in I'm hacks, listening. the TV show, she uses water in California. We're literally in a drought and they use all this water. A lot of rich people do this. Um, who's uh, Kevin Hart has been fined for using too much water for like watering their plants and stuff. Mm -hmm. and it's really fucked up. Like these rich people and they just take the fines. They're like, I don't care. You know, it doesn't really bother me. And there's a really funny scene in that, in the show hacks. And this short story is about water scarcity. And it all starts at this point where you have like this classic divide of like these religious leaders who determine how much water everyone can get. And it's super strict. Uh, and I, it just made me think of this situation where like, if you're only finding people 
for um, taking too much water, like they're never going to learn. So in this story, if you take too much water, they set you on fire. So I thought maybe we could start mm. s- setting, like killing all the celebrities who use too much water. We would eventually be in the number because you love to run a shower and then walk all over the house. Well, no, because I have to wait the heat to warm. Well, it's a shower. It's fine. We've talked about this before. A sh- but shower's not water. Shower's water. Yep. But maybe, you know what I'll do? I'll just put a bucket out. Let the cold water run in. Save that bucket. Water the plants with it. There you go. Yeah, because we have talked about why you don't be flushing the toilet to conserve water. And I do, And then you yeah. run the shower all day long. Okay. We're talking about yellow mellow conversation. Oh. I'm going to go back to that. You confuse me. It's, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I just have to flush the toilet behind you. Like, that's but, where we are. So, yeah. But in this story, there's a, a scientist, this young woman. Right. This is what I thought you were getting to. That's yeah, why I was yeah, like, I'm I did not read this story <laughs> right. But yeah. basically, she creates this machine that's able to extract moisture from the air. And and then also, they talk about um, machines. Yeah, like ha- capturing tears. But they also talk about a machine that is able to filter your urine out. Right. And they and it's described very like in incredible detail. But it made me think like, would you ever drink filtered urine if you had to? I mean, if I was near death, yes. Like if 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 there was no water around me and I needed water to survive, sure. But I but if a new technology today came out saying like this can turn your pee into water, just try it. I wouldn't try it. You know, I've I've always wanted to like create a zero waste society where we use our own excrement and like use it in a garden. Like, would you ever do something like that? If, if you know, we retire and then we move out and get a little cabin together. You mean like, like something besides composting? Yeah. So we would compost our own poop. Oh no, Ben. Like zero waste. That's what they call <sighs> zero waste society. It is so our, our beautiful brains work so differently together because I read this story and was immediately called to the parts about like, oh, this machine can turn tears into fresh water, which That's can save society. Beautiful. So w- so I immediately read this story and been like, as much as I be crying tears of joy and sadness, like I, I could feed a little <laughs> a developing nation out there well, for all my tears. But you read this story and thought like, I want to be zero waste and compost my poop. So I just... The, the way that we processed the story were like on two very different. Which energies. is great. Which is great. But in my brain, I'd be like, what's going on over there? Do you ask yourself what's going on in my brain sometimes? No, I be, uh, because I recognize that your brain is different and I and I appreciate the differences. I'm also not like repulsed by or just taken back by things. I spend, this is what it means to have a science fictional mind is that you throw mm-hmm. things out there and you're just not, I'm not surprised really by anything that you say. Even if what you present is sort of an abs- what someone else might think is absurd, I'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I see your point. I see your train of think, you know, thought. And if I don't, I sort of wait until I can follow that, those, those dots, you know? I know, but what happens when the dots are just really hard to follow? Then you ask questions. Should I ask a question as the dots go where you lost me, or should I ask a question when you're done? Probably when you're done. Okay. Make mental notes. See see till the end of it. Okay. So I I can get down with that. This is why we talk together. I'm yeah. Hopefully people are still like, if y'all, if y'all need therapy, just say that. Uh, I mean, this, we do, this is cheaper than therapy, and <laughs> this actually this therapy <laughs> pays us a little bit too, so... Um, oh my gosh! Uh, so the second story we read was "Rear Mirror" by Nuzo Ono. Oh, uh, just going back to the last story, really oh quickly. Yeah, what was super funny was we were just texting each other. I feel like we were texting each other, flirting, and at some point in our flirt, you were like, "Would you drink my pee?" I was like, "Wait, what? What's happening?" If it was you filtered, were like, yeah, you were like, "Oh, about the story." I was like, "Oh, the story." Yeah, yeah. Would you drink my pee if it was filtered? I, I know, but in the moment, you didn't connect the story. We were just talking, like, "I miss you. I miss you too." Would you drink my pee if it was filtered? I was like, "Huh?" Girl? It could be that. Could actually could sort of be like a new experience. Like we could find some sort of no. body filtration oh, system no, and no. do that. I'm good. I, l- I actually I love how Russell Nichols, Russell Nichols, the mm-hmm. author of this story, does describe that really well it's like you know it removes all the hair and all the things yeah. and the there's sweat. some pee enthusiasts out there they say it cures cancer yeah that's there's no data for that i'm just saying if there's a like we live you didn't have an aunt a, that gargled a pee i definitely had a, a <laughs> old aunt, like a like a 
a sister to my grandma that gargled yeah. pee to like fight colds and stuff. It's like people take a shot of whiskey okay, so to this fight is, colds. This is what you I'm saying. Home remedy, There's a difference oil. between like magic and science. And <laughs> that what's, sounds what's like magic. The lines are blurred. <laughs> that no, sounds like magic. This is a thing. I definitely had a, you know, them old Georgia folks in the backwoods. That's like she folk. gargled. She would gargle pee. That she didn't drink it. She gargled it. All right. Well, as Amber Let me look this up. Google's gargling pee, I'll I'll talk about the, I'll talk about the next. Um, See, look, is urine the miracle drug that no one talked about? So urine urine therapy. This is the thing. Wow, I will. I'm gonna today. Put I gargled a, my own urine to cure a sore throat. All right, I'm gonna put a little check mark there <laughs> to come back to that. Uh, but the next story, rare mirror, and I, I do want to talk to you because uh, this story basically is a society. Um, I believe it is um, a society in which Christianity has been brought to. Uh, this place and the people there are being forced um, or being converted to have like Christian burials. Yes. And in a very specific kind of way. And the people there who are not Christian don't want their bodies to be buried that way. And so when they die, they become the reluctant dead and they sort of come back as like zombies. Can you explain that again? Just like a little bit. I'm, I'm confused. Sure. And I, I was com- so to what, be fair, I was part? confused when I read it as well. Okay, so I was like, "What?" So is this happening? is this is a really it's a classic like colonialist story. Christian missionaries, we presume, come to will take like any sort of um, you know like West African country. Christian missionaries okay, okay, come there yep. and they say your practice is pagan. Your practice is worshiping Satan. Your practice is worshiping false d- uh, gods. Okay. So, you know, stop doing that and you should only have sex this way, which is where it comes to missionary style, you know? Right. Because the missionaries told indigenous people you can only have sex this kind of way. Got it, got it. And you can't, um, you know, so any sort of indigenous practice, like stop going and you know, you should only have Western medicine. Stop going to and uh, stop getting, you know, folk medicine or or whatnot. Okay. And so this story takes place where this woman dies and she does not want to be cremated because she wants to be buried in a way that is um, consistent with her beliefs, not the like the colonialist Christian idea. I'm listening. I understand. And that, so yes. because her husband is a Christian, he decides to send her off to get buried in this Christian, literally they call it like a Christian funeral service. And so she jumps up like angry and starts killing the people who are going to bury her, which I sort of think is. Got it. I was, I was listening, but I was like, I'm not following. And maybe also this is, you know, my this isn't mean it was just um this might sound mean but it's not trying to sound mean is why what i'm trying to say the the person who read this story on audible they had a very thick accent so i was listening but i was like really trying to i I was not comprehending everything that was happening in the story so now you really just made it plain for me and i thank you for that because so now i can be like I, this was the one story where I was like, I'm not following this. Was it was it structurally written a little bit more confusing than some of the stories we've read so far? Or yeah, it so so it's a person? man who survived this woman coming back from the dead, killing right. everybody as he was driving her to be to have a Christian birth. He escapes and then he describes what happened to him to the Christian funeral director. Yes, so okay. It's not an it's not in a. A linear, a linear it's story. Not totally, yes, because I was like, I thought there was a main guy character. Like now, I'm yeah, and about he, a woman. he ends up walking off the job because he's like, no, got I'm, you. I'm good. But the, it's a, it's a, it reminds me a lot of of uh, situations mm-hmm. where like missionaries come in, yep, and try to sort of arbitrarily, things. culturally try to change things be- for like religious purposes, and what ends up happening is just chaos, death and confusion. And this way it's done in a magical, like, you know, supernatural sense. Yeah. And that I sort of appreciate, but I was thinking like the way I want to get buried is not based on sort of a Christian belief, but for many years it was believed that Christians should not be cremated. They should be buried whole 
Um, there are very specific, like, religious reasons how certain people are buried, whether you're Jewish, Buddhist, etc. And so, for me, the way I want to be buried is I want to mm-hmm. be buried. I, like, don't take up a plot of land. Like, I the know, plot yeah, of I land, know. I think if you, cemeteries, are first of all, are the dumbest thing ever, you know, because they take up space, space were, that could be cultivated be or, yes. or homes or or just more forest or just more yes. greenery. I mean, this is coming from someone who started with, I laughed during a moment of silence yeah. <laughs> when a classmate has died. So I think I know what you want. I laughed I'm, uncomfortably. I laughed. I just, I right. laugh when you're angry at me. Yes, to, you to, do. To, and it's so infuriating. And not because you, your anger is funny. It's because it's the way I deal with anxiety and stress. Yes, I agree with that. So I'm not laughing because the classmate is dead. I'm laughing because of, it's a, just these weird cultural like things that we do that don't really make any sense to my brain. But anyway, how do you want to be buried? That's actually what I wanted to ask. Like how well, how would you like to be buried? You all heard I it would, here first or I would, last. I don't know. Go. I would love you know just a sensible five hundred acres. <laughs> you want five hundred yeah. acres for your body? Yes. I'm just kidding. I just said that because you just said you don't want any. But I I would like to be buried in the ground. But if they have to dig me back up to do some studies, and you got a good price for that, me my corpse, I'm with that. Wait, so you want you, you you want to be in a plot of land in a cemetery? Yeah. Okay. That seems vibey. Well, we'll make it work. With a grand tombstone that I don't want with don't some of my best jokes on no, it. No, no. See, I don't some want of any of that. Bit. You can I'll let you do you that. A- I'll make you sure it happens. You asked me what I wanted. Why yeah. are you saying no, no? No, I can't do that. I don't want no tombstones for me. I would Just Yeah, I, I know that. Ashes. Where would I put the tombstone if if you don't want to be buried in the plot? <laughs> some people, you know, if the body was never found in war they still get a tombstone for that person i can see that would you like you know like a brick at some science museum yeah or maybe something? a science yeah buy me like donated you know money to a science museum or something donate my body to science obviously I know you want that uh I you can, can do that. you can put me in an urn and maybe you can spread my ashes out somewhere this sounds harder than just burying your ass all of these can maybe these like go to the uh, Himalayans or something and just that throw w- my ash. We've talked about this before. I'm like not doing Everest. that. If, if I die before you, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not doing that. Somebody else can take them shits up there. Patreons, patrons, patrons, <laughs> <can you laughs> join the Patreon and you can help me out there. Y'all, please take Ben's ashes up on that hike because I'm not hiking with all your with all my stuff and my food. And wild land, and then I get to the top. I slip on a goddamn rock, and them ashes go scatter anyway. But well, we would be then in that case, we'd rest together. You'd slip. <laughs> we rest together. Um, you want to talk about story number three? Yeah. So we read Door Crashers by Franka yep. Zeff, and it's about these group of like parallel world travelers who are sort of like that. a they're like a heist team, um, and it goes off from there. I don't want to talk too much about this story. I do want to talk about like a really shitty coworker because there's this scene oh. in there. Where where everyone is like, yep. why do you have this guy on our team? He's psychotic. He's like the <laughs> he's the muscle. They're like, no, no, we need him. And I was like, it just, no, it's just a don't. really yeah. it's a really great where I remember like teaching in a school and like no one liked this one teacher who had been there forever. The kids didn't like her. The other teachers didn't like her and mm. the principals didn't Say like her. her and name. they're like, we've been trying to get rid of this teacher forever. Yeah. And it just it just reminded me of that. Have you ever? Yeah. And <laughs> I know you do, but you you worked with coworkers. Where <laughs> you know, I you know, it's let I've probably said this on the podcast before, just because we've been running this for a couple years now. But you know, you remember that one time my ass I told you about this coworker I did not like. She gets on my nerves. The kids hate her. I hated her. I dragged like other her. Other teachers didn't like her. Other teachers didn't like her. I dragged her on the staff survey. And then we go to some event where we see her, and Ben goes right up to her and gives was, her a big hug. It was and I'm a like, wedding. So you hug people at weddings. You with me, fool? You, because because I'm not gonna go hug her, man. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize the extent of your dislike and all the ins and outs that of why you disliked you her until, until that, later. That means you just weren't listening. I'm talking like Whoops. we at at the end of the school year. We used to give these like fun but also like uh, sometimes a little cunty and shady staff awards out and so there's this staff award there's two 
there, there's a couple of them, but there's two staff awards. One staff award is given to someone who talks the least but says the most, like very intentional with their words. Mm. And then one staff award is given, and it's called Talks the Most, Says the Least. She won that award. Multiple years. Yes, yes. The staff has voted you to shut the fuck up. And then here go Bib be like, oh, my God, how are you? I was like. Well, because you did. Wow. Y'all, like, I think there was a there was a turning point that I sort of missed because when I first started dating you, you had just started working with this person mm-hmm. and you were very positive and trying to be supportive. And then I think at one point you just, you're like, this is. Amber will give up on your ass if she can't see a future. There and you have learned from working with me, Ben, because we're coworkers now as well. That's why I was like, "Where are you going with this?" I hate my coworker story because I'm your only coworker currently. I don't hate my coworker. I got the best motherfucking coworker right here. I got two of them. Wild, sort of my coworker and Gucci. I like Gucci too. We've been hanging out. We've been cuddling. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. I got badass coworkers. But I will say that I know I can be tough to work with because there is a lack of patience I have if you don't have. A yeah. certain sense of wickedness. Yeah, yeah, like Amber's on time. I well, or sometimes I'm like, just do what makes sense. Like if every single week you ask me how to work the copy machine, like for example, let's say, you know, every Monday on the Monday, you're like, What was the button again? What was the button again? What was the button again? That's when I get to the point where like, okay, take notes, friend. Get get your iPad out. Get, get a pen and paper out. Literally take notes because you're wasting my time. I'm trying to teach a man to fish, and then every Monday, that man's coming to me like, well, which pond again? It's like, I told you, the left bank. The left bank got all the fish in it. Next Monday, well, which pond? I can't remember if you said left or right. I got nothing for you, girl. I'm trying to teach you how to fish, but now you're cutting in on my fishing time. You know what I'm saying? And so thereby, I become difficult to work with. But it's true. If some, if you find yourself giving somebody the same feedback you, over and over, they need to start taking notes. Remember when at one point you were like, I asked this lady at my job every single day for a Tylenol. It's like, and she hasn't just said, get your fucking own. You like at one point you had, you asked her for a Tylenol every single day to the point that she ran out of Tylenol. Right. You were like, I got to get my coworker friend a Tylenol because I borrow Tylenol from her every day. See, I would have been that coworker to been like, you are going to buy Tylenol. You cannot have any more of my Tylenol. You have had 38 capsules all 38 days. You're not coming back over here again. But I mean when I say that. I'm, I'm the angry black woman when I say that. But that makes the most sense, no? Yeah, it makes sense. Did you get the bitch some Tylenol? I don't know, actually. (laughs) She probably restocked, and then you probably went and asked her for some more. But it's so funny, in a sci-fi story, there's also a shit co-worker. I love, like, we are time travelers. What are you doing here? Yeah, time travelers and parallel world travelers uh, as well. Uh, Let's talk about the last story. The the soul would have no rainbow. This is by Yvette Lisa Nudlovu. This story was beautiful. It's about a grandma who is actually a goddess and decided to become human to know the true value of life because you cannot understand um the value of life unless there is a potential of it ending there's no value and if you ever watch the good place they sort of realize that at the end anyway um so i this you know this story made me think of it because the grandma is constantly taught telling stories to the daughter right it made me think about like what stories make believe stories will we tell wild like are we going to tell her stories about santa claus and the tooth fairy and sort of keep that up in this case in this story she tells her uh, granddaughter about grandma i think um, go go yeah grandma uh this uh grammar shears which is basically oh, a story sorry. about the praying mantis right 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 so um sort of this fantastical story about this this goddess and she tells it as if it's real in this story it's magical so yes it is real but i was like wh- are we gonna tell wild about our kids about grant you know santa claus and tooth fairy i want to have i want her to have some sense of imagination and fun so i think we should like we do everything we should tell a story and invert it a little bit and give it a twist or something like that you know Ooh, like what like there's a Santa Claus, but he's black. 
That, that's not a twist. That's just making a white thing a black thing. That's not, <laughs> that's not a plot twist. I think, I don't know, let's make one up. So let's say we got Goldilocks and the Three Bears, right? Maybe Goldilocks came over there because she was like wanting to flirt with one of the bears. Like maybe she was just like a little bit thirsty. So but she that's, a, like that's storytelling. I'm, I'm talking about like oh, we narrative building. Wow. Well, that was a fun yes and. So I, okay, well, tell me what you want me to say. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm talking about like tooth fairies and like, are you gonna tell the story of Goldilocks and the three bears and be like, and there's Goldilocks really does exist and they're really three bears. They they live across the street. That's what I'm I'm talking about. Like, I mean, I'm probably gonna have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. Really? Like, I'm talking specifically about tooth fairy, Easter bunny. Yeah, she's gotta have a little bit of imagination and fun, Ben. But you can just add, but like, but let me tell you the tea, because Goldilocks. Could be anybody, you know, like mm. I might invert it just a little bit. Is it okay to tell, like, I'm okay with storytelling and being creative, but is it okay to tell your kids that Santa Claus is real? I think so to an extent, like, I, I think just not making him like the end all be all, mm. like not making him like. He brings you all your best toys, and he he like I I don't like the whole like he sees you when you're sleeping energy, but I like, you know. Oh, like using I it like as a mascot a for Christmas. Yeah, that's fun. You, using it as a way of um like discipline or yeah, crowd that's, control. It feels like it like was if you're he bad. was initially used for oh, that. Oh yeah. yeah. So so okay. what what's your philosophy? Because I feel like I I, I you, you've been you've been buzzing the buzzer on all my answers. Uh, no, no, no. Your, your answers are fine. I like the idea of like giving a story to your kid, like telling a story because that's very much what this story is about. It's like a grandma sharing stories with their kid. Yeah. And I, you know, verbal storytelling is I think just as important as reading a story. I was talking very specifically of like those pseudo religious beliefs that we instill in kids. Got Easter you. Bunny. Yeah. Not, well, that's because like, you, you ain't got no imagination with it. What do you mean? I do have it. I think because the your your only form of it was like the the things that everybody forces their kid on. I'm like, well, we can tell them a version of it, but let's make it our own. Hmm. Yeah. The only the only thing if we make it our own, if we like switch up the Santa narrative, like you know, Santa Santa comes to Santa Santa <laughs> San, Santa comes Santa comes to town. Santa is a vibe. If you want to name like the Sandman, but that. he. He, uh, well, I could do that. But instead of um, using reindeer, he uses like jaguars or something. That's awesome. See, that's but, what I was trying to do with you earlier. But you were like, no, not that. But okay, but the, my problem with that is if she goes to school, she's like, yeah, uh, Santa Claus. Then she sounds as crazy as the other fucks at school. <laughs> it's like, no, it's reindeer. And she's like, no, it's jaguars. Yeah, and, and who's got receipts to prove which is which? Nobody. I mean, there's tons of storybooks of Santa Claus with reindeer. And then we could write one with Jaguar. Like, who cares? Okay, I see. But but you're okay with the pseudo-religious stuff? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Easter Bunny coming. And He's not like really very religious anyway. Hmm. The Unless Easter Bunny? Like pseudo. I, I said pseudo-religious. Pseudo. Well, pseudo means like sort of. I feel like I don't know how religious the Easter Bunny is. I really don't. Like I remember, obviously, like the He is Risen stories at church, but like my pastor never talked about the bunny. Mm. The bunny feels a religious. What's what's not religious? Uh, so not religious. <laughs> uh, it all comes back. Let me finish the story. So. Way Can back. Can you make when, it under five minutes? Way back when. So I'm going to tell you how the Easter. Easter comes from the Greek goddess Estor. It's like E-O-S-T-E-R. Okay. Who is a character um, inside uh, the story American Gods, uh, the fertility. And in American Gods, she like consumes people. I think if I'm re remembering this right, consumes people with her vagina. And so <laughs> the first okay. episode of American Gods uh, we were watching this with your mom, and we yeah. I was like, "Why are we watching this, Ben?" And so that's how it's it's uh, you know an earlier religion comes from that. So the fertil the fertility goddess is Easter, and so the bunnies are known for having lots of sex, 
and bunnies are you know a religious symbol of fertility yeah they wasn't talking about bunny fucking in church not my church maybe yours well no um, that's where the symbol comes from that's what i'm saying because Estor was an American god, it is was a a goddess of fertility. Yeah, but we don't talk about like church and like mythology. Well, Christianity adopts Christianity is not like an original religion. It it adopts a lot of practices. Of course, that of course, predate. But they don't specifically Christ. talk at the church about like Hercules. They never do, but. But it's all in there, right? Like you okay, see, yeah. like Samson. Samson is a reworking of Hercules, right? True. So you true. see these things that sort of, you know, they get recycled over and over again. I see stories. that, but I feel like most churches didn't make that direct connection. They wouldn't because they preach it as if it's the only religion. I right? agree. Yeah, that's the well, the thing about religion. Well, it pronounces itself as like the truth and only absolute truth. Yeah, but I think now teaching wild about the Easter Bunny with that context of like you know mythology borrows from church and church borrows from mythology mm. and like like yeah, wh- don't, don't you know. think that that synopsis would be less stereotypical religious uh, <laughs> less religious I'm okay wh- what up. do you mean by synopsis like the story you just told is very like not super religious it is though. Yeah, well, but it shows like, see, religion doesn't have to mean just one way. It can mean like borrows from mythology and borrows mm. from, you know, biblical allegory and is derived from this, derived from that. Yeah, I don't know if I want to teach her all that from the beginning though. Well, what you just brought it up. Well, no, I was just thinking about it. the thing is when you teach like a kid about religion too early. Okay. They tend to be. This your first one, you know. You're just talking from. I'm talking about. I'm j- talking about in general kids. Kids believe what you tell them, right? Uh, yeah. And so if you say, like, if you teach them a religious belief okay. as, like, the correct way or some sort of magical the belief, way. the okay. only way, they will, like, create barriers w- uh, with people who do not believe as they do. I can understand that, but I think if we do a good job of teaching our child, like, some people believe this, and here's some other ways to tell the story, and here's some other, like, like, maybe we model that by saying like like we have a moment where we all do something and then we'll be like now why don't we tell that story from wild's point of view now why don't we tell it from mommy's point of view now why don't we tell it from ben's point of view you see how we all just did the same day at disney world but we all enjoyed different parts of it Mm. and we all had a shared experience but very new processed it differently yeah like some people feel that way about religion some people read a torah some people read a quran some people read a bible like i think if you just sort of model it in different ways, they'll be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. What was that? That was ominous. It's so it's yeah. so hard to, like, raise a kid. She's fucking 10 months, Ben. She can believe in a little bunny <laughs> or or a, a rat. You want an Easter rat? I what do you want to do? I just don't want you to suck the fun out of everything I'm because you're like having this existential Easter bunnies crisis. Don't, don't exist. Santa Claus is not real. It's your mom and dad. Like, your but grandma's it, when it really wasn't about that, it was about finding those fucking eggs, cracking them open, yeah. and getting the, prizes. Cre- creating tradition. Yeah, I see. I because see. if you get so strict the other way, it's like, well, I don't want my kid to believe in anything that isn't real and whatever, and I don't want it's her like to. Uh, pure like, rationalism. Yeah, but you're also just not like, we're trying to have some fucking fun out here in these streets. Like, you can stay in the house and sit on your recliner and talk about, like, how this is real, but we're trying to get what's in them eggs, boy. We could do the eggs. And speaking of which, speaking of eggs, um, this last story, it's the soul would have no rainbow. And then the other part of it was if the eyes didn't have tears. I really loved it because <laughs> I'm laughing. Bec- I, I know that this story is about a deceased grandmother, but um, this grandmother's name is Gogo, and her granddaughter finds this, like, cookbook that – and then in this cookbook are like secrets and stories. Oh and yeah, that's beautiful. And in this cookbook, um, there are recipes that ultimately helped like win a war against liberation. And I just recipes to like transform yourself into another person. Yes, so yes. Like, um, the polyjuice potion it just, from uh, Harry yes. Potter. Yes, and it just makes me think about like if my grandmother. <laughs> If my grandmother left something, because t- sometimes um, 
what black elders do especially is that they they leave like important information in a bible or something like yeah. that and then like the the one day you eventually read the bible you want like you're like oh my god i spent five thousand dollars in this bitch the whole time i just walking through the house past this bible every day and i'm just thinking like if my grandmother left something in a cookbook that would help me end a war I, i'd never fucking find it because i don't be in them cookbooks oh yeah amber don't I'm trying to think about like <laughs> so the shady in me was like, where should I hide something that I want Ben to eventually find? Like I'll just put it, I maybe I put it in the dryer or something. Because I don't do laundry. <laughs> and then the one, yeah, the years. I later. do do laundry. Where would you hide something for me? Probably in a book. In a cookbook. You in a cookbook. Cook. And in the stove, Amber, I don't think has opened up the stove. <laughs> the only time she touches a dish is if she's cleaning it. That's what most people touch dishes. No, no they get it for like cooking and stuff. Oh, like a, or to a eat out of. Pan. That just was not a great joke. Yeah, it was a bad, <laughs> bad comparison. Jesus, it's like I should, I should hide something. I'm, a, I'm gonna start. You should, should I start doing that to to incentivize you? It's like so I've hidden some money <laughs> in one of the chores around our house. <laughs> You're going to win $20 if you do one of these tasks today. I'm just kidding. You did some. You did some laundry today. All right. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. What's wrong? You upset? Sorry no, I'm for good. You're not acting like you're good. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. No, we're, 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 we're good. Well, Love you. Well, now you just got quiet. No, no, no. That's just going to get awkward for the listeners. You got you to gotta get loud again. I, uh, yeah. I I will find it because I will prove you wrong. <laughs> I love you. Yep, I love you too. Also, I love you so much that I am going somewhere with you next week. Um, so uh, for next week, we will be discussing again Africa Risen. Mm. And then we're going to be talking about traveling with a kid and sorority slash college reunions. We will be. Go we to them, show off your like hot husband um you know all that stuff you're 50 years i can't wait to show you people love you ben yeah i'm I'm you're the party when i bring you places i'm sorry you do a lot of cooking and cleaning that was just funny it was hilarious but i'm broken inside (laughs) i can tell if you're watching this on youtube it was like oh my i'll have some money in my puss you hit hit that up regularly (laughs) yeah oh my god not as enough as i'd like to Oh. oh (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, this is this is after dark. All right. So, um, in conclusion, uh, <laughs> we read four stories. Uh, by Africa Risen. It's a lot of fun. Uh, We're make sure. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, tell someone else to listen to this show yeah. as they're doing dishes or not doing dishes or not doing laundry. Uh, and bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.